Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter Ryan M.K. That's right. Thank you, thank you so much for joining me, as always. Don't forget to check the social media at RMK Madness on the Twitters and the Gram. And if you're into fantasy football, please check out my Dynasty Wonderland podcast and the newest episode with my guy Aaron Stewart. That's right. Got a little something coming with him later on in the episode. But first, I hope you all have been well since we last spoke. I know it's been uh, pretty good here at the the Madhouse MK, right? We had a little bit of a, a snowstorm and then a break. And the snow mostly melted away. And then another little bit of a snowstorm. That's right. But today, scratch that, yesterday, because we're recording, but you won't hear till you know the drill. <laughs> I had to go get my fingerprints done because I am on my way to getting my marijuana badge. That's right. <clears throat> Very excited about this. I mean, when one has a bachelor's degree but still can't get a job with it, and so he's still working in the damn restaurant industry. This is this is a smart approach. <laughs> well, and smart, we'll see. But it sounds good to me. Can make about the same I'm making in a restaurant. Talking about weed and sell weed all day, you know? Bud tender. And eventually I'd like to get into the agricultural part of it. That's what my wife wants to get into, the growing, because we're doing our own growing ourselves. And, you know, we're still learning. We're still learning. So we'd like to get into that aspect of it and, you know, learn that a little bit better, a little more. More knowledge is always good, right? So I'm working on that. Yeah. I also had to restock, speaking of marijuana... (laughs) Had to restock on uh, some blunt cones, some some joint cones, you know, like this bad boy that I'm puffing on right now. Went out a little bit. Too much talking, not enough smoking, right? But I also had a couple of movies that I've been dying to see, but they just haven't been on TV for free. So... You know, not that I'm one for spending, uh, you know, money on DVDs and and, and shit like that anymore. Because who needs it with everything digital and all of that. But, you know, uh, you can get Blu-rays pretty cheap. And Blu-rays are pretty nice. And uh, and I I do like to have hard copies of some of my favorite stuff. So I went ahead and ordered, along with the blunt and joint cones, a copy of the movie Sphere which is based on the book by Michael Crichton. Yes, that's right. Samuel Jackson, Dustin Hoffman. Um, oh, damn. I almost said Susan Sarandon, but that's not her. <laughs> Who the hell am I thinking of? Old actor. I mean, she's not old. Well, she's probably a little old now. But no, no. Sharon Stone. There we go. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. That's it. Anyway, good movie, good movie. But then, I had to order Fargo. I got the theme music for Fargo stuck in my head, and I was just like, I gotta watch that movie. And I thought I had it, which I'm pretty sure I do have. Something happened to my damn copy of Fargo. 
and I'm not fucking happy about it. So for a few weeks, I've been like, I want to watch Fargo. I want to watch Fargo. I keep checking to see if it's on TV. It's not on TV. And I'm talking, not the TV show, the movie. So I said, I'm going to order that son of a bitch too. Everything arrived yesterday. It is all good. We have joint cones to get high watching the Fargo. That's what I'm doing. As soon as the pot is over, I'm watching some Fargo. That's right. Mm-hmm. Smoking some more ganj. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Anyway. But I do love Sphere. I'm excited for Fargo, mostly. But I love Sphere, and I'm glad I got it, because it's a good movie. And I just like the Michael Crichton books. The Michael Crichton stuff is really good. I really enjoy it. You know, he's got some old school shit. Disclosure, Andromeda Strain, Rising Sun, and Michael Crichton, may he rest in peace gone before before he his time I would say he's too young and of course Jurassic Park Jurassic World he brought us that universe so you gotta love him for that but he also did Congo Timeline and Sphere now there is a book that's not a movie at least not yet of Michael Crichton's that's really good and it it takes like a bunch of different stories and they all kind of converge towards the end of the book. It's really well written. It's called Next. I highly advise you check that out. Oh, there's another one called Prey. Dealing with nanotechnology. It's some, it's some, it, it, he's got good stuff. Good stuff, Michael Crichton. Miss his writing. I really do. Moment of silence for the Crichton Meister. But that being said, I also was kind of looking around because I couldn't find Sphere. I couldn't find Fargo. I was trying to find something else to watch. And really, Fargo was kind of one of those that reached out, hey, I need to watch it. But really, Fargo aside, I've really been feeling like the apocalyptic type stuff. Like, like watched Independence Day recently, Armageddon. And even that's kind of like it. It's, it I like it, but it, it has some parts where it's just like, eh, you know, Titanic-ish. <laughs> Um, but but I watched The Core I don't know if anybody remembers that movie where they drill they build this machine that like sends out this pulse that basically drills in the ground for them so that this machine can go through and it's just insane and so they're going to the core of the planet because it stopped moving and it's fucking Earth up. So they're going to go and nuke it and try and restart it. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> but it's a good, it's kind of fun. But I've been getting into this type of stuff. And particularly, I was really wanting to see Sphere. So, you know, things having to do with space or, or, or pertaining to Sphere underwater. So I watched the movie underwater because it was, it was for free on TV. And I got to tell you. It's pretty good shit. I, I'm, I mean, it didn't get the greatest, you know, score on 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 the tomato meter, Rotten Tomatoes, you know. But I found it entertaining. And partly because it's one of those that starts in medias res. You know what I mean? It, in the middle of the story. It's just like, all of a sudden, the beginning of the movie, chick's sitting there brushing her teeth, 
some shit starts shaking. All of a sudden, shit hits the fan for real. And we're into the story. And you find out some background about some of the characters as you go. I love that kind of storytelling. And I found it to be a damn good movie. That's just me. But I, I'm not too picky with movies. Like I've talked about before, I'm really, I'm really not. I'm not too picky with a lot of stuff. Which is why I'm so big into pro wrestling, you know? Because you got a lot of good pro wrestling going on right now. As a matter of fact, I mentioned my friend Aaron and I, who who's doing the uh, the fantasy football podcast with me as of late. Him and I got into a nice, about half hour long discussion about pro grabs. Just kind of, you know, where our love for it came from, which it happened to both. We have very similar stories there, but it was kind of a, a thing to do with our dad. It's something we, you know, that was dad time watching wrestling and whatnot. And, and you know, then we both drifted away from WWE. And so it's just kind of, it's a good conversation if you're into that sort of thing. But there's been some really good pro wrestling. I mean, I'm a New Japan fan, number one. And they've got the New Japan Cup that just wrapped up. I'm not going to spoil anything, but man, it was a fun tournament. It was good. It had some surprises, twists and turns. Some fantastic matches. It was a good New Japan Cup. And then you have AEW. You know, it wasn't that long ago. They had the whole, you know, blunder with what was supposed to be an exploding ring and was just a, like a sparkler show. And they responded really well since then. And in particular, this last episode of their Wednesday night show, AEW Dynamite, where in a women's match that was titled, what the hell was it called? A lights out match, I believe. Basically, they were just beating the shit out of each other the entire time. Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. I like her. She's good shit. She's good shit. And, but they're both good shit, really. Britt Baker took a beating. Everybody's bleeding all over the place. Britt Baker gets slammed on tacks and then later on rolled over back on those tacks. Oh, oh, the tacks. <laughs> My wife was like, no way in hell. I was like, I'd do it. You'd have to be crazy, but yeah, that's me. I'll do it. So very good stuff in the wrestling world. But you also had March Madness going on. You know, the tourney and that the first couple of rounds have been wrapped up. Okay, really getting into the thick of things now. <laughs> and it's been fun. I mean, you had some upsets, some close games. It's it's a little bit weird, you know, compared to, you know, past years. But, hey, it's better than last year when we didn't have a tournament. So, and it's a bummer. Colorado's already out. And speaking of Colorado and the Buffaloes, uh, they were playing for their town, Boulder, today. And we're going to get into that and the situation there in a few minutes, because while March has had its its madness, I would say it's also had its sadness. A lot of bullshit has been going on this month, and I just want to get into it just a little bit. So, the sadness of March. This, this 
you know, in, in what has become, you know, unfortunately pretty typical of America, we've had more gun violence as of recent. Not too far back, you had the spa shootings in Atlanta. Eight dead. Six were Asian women. The suspect, the man responsible, A1 Robert Long, 21 years old, says he's a very religious person, comes from a very religious household, but he's addicted to porn. And um, the spas were tempting. They were corrupting him. So he had to eliminate this temptation, remove this temptation from his life, apparently. As the sheriff's spokesman for the county said, oh, J.J. Baker is his name. The guy was having a bad day. He did a lot of shit going on. He was fed up and it was just a bad day and blah, blah, blah. Same dude also has... Shit on his social media, this Jay Baker, this sheriff's spokesman. About the China virus and shit like that. Because you have to remember, the whole China virus thing, that all started with Trump. And now it just continues to spread. And now obviously this might have a little something to do more with this guy. is literally blaming these women because apparently he's visited some of these Asian massage parlors. And apparently, he's gotten a little extra treatment at some of them. So instead of taking that upon himself, he decided that it was their fault for just being there and existing. And and he was going to take out his anger on them. So, <laughs> just what a fucked up story. But, Robert Long needed to remove this temptation, apparently, and was just having a bad day. Now, can you imagine? Can you imagine if that was a black guy? Would a cop just say, oh, he's just having a bad day? And I know, I kind of got turned around in my thoughts there. I'm not unaware of it. I was trying to (laughs) bring myself back around. But the guy who can look at this white dude who killed all these people, mostly Asian, and say something like that is because, again, he himself has shit on social media with racial undertones. Because while this may be about these spas, there's a lot of Asian hate right now. And that's why the whole Tash Stop Asian Hate, it's going around. Why? Because of shit like this. And there's a lot of it in this country. I mean, people are just, they don't want to hear it, some of these people. This country's racist as fuck. People are fucking racist towards everybody that's not white, which is funny as shit because it's not like white people were the first fucking people here. And I swear... Some seem to forget that. Or they probably think it's some conspiracy that Native Americans are made up or some shit. (laughs) So you got this guy who clearly, by his social media posts, not very fond of Asians. So of course he's going to look at Mr. Robert Long and think, oh yeah, it's just a bad day. 
racists sympathizing for racists. And it's shitty. It's terrible. What do we do? What the fuck do we do? The racism, the gun violence. And the gun violence continues, hitting awfully close to home for me. I live in a suburb of Denver, Colorado. In my home state is Boulder, Colorado. Home of the CU Buffaloes, who played in the tournament today and could not, could not muster enough to win, so they, of course, are eliminated from the March Madness tournament. And maybe it's more important to get back home anyway, because there was a shooting at a King Supers in Boulder. Ten dead. One of them was a cop. Suspect is in custody. He was using an assault rifle. There's not a whole lot of details on the motive or anything like that right now. They don't know if this was dude off his rocker, dude freaking out about masks, dude who maybe a disgruntled employee. They don't know. They don't know right now. Or they do and they're not saying, I should say. So it's tough. It's tough. Because the United States has a gun problem. We have a terrible death rate when it comes to violent gun, like gun, gun violence. But to talk, to try and talk to anybody, I was seeing it on Twitter. People think like gun regulation means they're going to take away all your guns. And if anybody's going to sit here and try and convince me that they need an assault rifle, get fuck out of here. I... Our death rate with gun violence is way worse than most in Europe and Asia. It's also worse than the Middle East. In some, some countries, not a lot, but, and I'm talking by countries here. But it is as bad, or not as bad, not quite as bad, as places in countries in Africa, Central and South America. You know the places, the very lawless places. Yeah, we're bad like that. Not to mention we're the top country. We're citizens own guns. Yet, yet, we're doing it right. I, it's, it's crazy. I feel like the whole idea where you divide and conquer, like America's, pulled, America's government has pulled that off great. The two-party system, so it's always these guys versus these guys, and you make them hate each other, and they can never unify to really do what needs to be done. But with gun control, comedian, one of my favorite comedians, Jim Jeffries, has a great bit on, on, on gun control. And you can look at his homeland of Australia and the way they've done things. I mean, 
there's so much better ways of doing this. But I've said a million times, there's, there's so many better ways of doing a lot of things. And just as Americans, we're just stuck in, not all of us, I think a lot of us would like to see progress. But there's that chunk here that you can't say anything bad about America because then you get out of our country and blah, 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 even though they sit there and go, make America great again. It's just idiots. <laughs> a whole lot of shit's got to change to end gun violence, to end racism, to end all this shit. It's, uh, and it's crazy. I was talking to my wife earlier. It's like the, American government has it figured out because so many other countries, as I've spoke aboard, free health care, spoke aboard, spoke about, blah, 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 spoke about free health care, you know, free health care, free college education. And so you get more educated, healthier people because it's not breaking them. And they're happier. But Americans, no. Well, we got figured out. We do it better. (laughs) The same thing with gun control. And it's insane. But, to back away from the serious, get on a little bit more of a lighter issue... There's one kind of violence that we don't want to end. No, 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 no. And that's violence in professional wrestling. <laughs> because I tell you what, that Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa match, Rosa, that match was insane. Insane. As was the New Japan Cup. And, you know, I just love me some professional wrestling. And, and maybe that was a weird transition, but I had to make one regardless. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and throw in right here The conversation that my buddy and I had, I mentioned already, the conversation between my friend Aaron Stewart at A.A. Ron Stew09 on Twitter. Fantasy football guy, though, so, you you know, save that for if you're into the football stuff. But we had a nice conversation about professional wrestling and, and our love of it and experience with it. And so I will play that for you. Now, remind you, that this was recorded for another pod. So I'm doing a little cheating here, double dipping and making 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 this week's pod a little little easier on me, a little lighter of a workload. <laughs> but it, I really think it's a good conversation, which is the main reason I wanted to put it in here. So I will bid you adieu for now. And I will be back after Aaron and I's conversation. Check it out. Okay, for anyone joining us, st- or still listening, I should say, anyone still listening, Aaron and I are going to do a little bit of wrestling talk, because it, it, it's, it's, it's something we're both a little bit passionate about. We got, we got a little bit behind it, you know, like, as for me, something I always watched with my dad. He used to order a lot of the pay-per-views, whether it's WWF at the time, WCW, and I just had a real strong connection with my dad. We not only was he my dad, but he was also my friend in a way, especially as I got older. And um, 
with him gone, it just something wrestling has just always been a part of me. And then my oldest son, who's because I'm a teenage parent, he's in his damn 20s now. But <laughs> my my oldest son, as when he was younger, he got into wrestling. And so we kind of had that bond for a while, too. And it's just something very cool. Now, the thing is, is that over time, I got out of WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call out of WWE just because I just started to not really like Vince McMahon so much and a lot of the stuff that the company in general was doing. And then you get to the actual product and it's just, it's not good. So I was so happy when Cody Rhodes and them boys went and started AEW and it's been a lot of fun so far. I did get to watch that Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker match. Holy fucking hell. That was goddamn amazing. And so AEW has done a great job and I love it, love it, love it. It's, it's, it's just a better product than WWE right now. But for my money, my favorite shit. And I wish my dad was still around to have witnessed some of this stuff that I've watched recently in the world of wrestling, because that is new Japan pro wrestling. And I started watching this, I'd say six, seven years ago is when I first started, but it was probably four or five years ago when I really super got into it. And then as I moved away from WW and I would still continue, you know, to keep up with it at that point in time, but I was just moving away from it gradually. And then some of the guys that are in AEW, actually, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, the Young Bucks, they were all in New Japan. So I knew all these guys. And then they went and started AEW. And that's really when I quit WWE for good, because I was like, I don't need that shit. I got AEW and New Japan. This is great. But if you haven't checked out enough of New Japan, and I know we've talked about it a little bit before, Aaron, and you're going to check out that stuff, but it is just, it, you know, the best pro wrestling to me. And they kind of take away, uh, you know, you're not going to have guys in the ring standing and talking as much. You're not going to have some of the goofy ass sideshow segments as much, but they still provide the storytelling in the matches, humor. There's a guy like Toru Yano, and this guy is just freaking hilarious. He's always trying to find ways to cheat. He likes taking the pads off the turnbuckles. He likes using tape to tape dudes' legs together or to tape their wrist to a rope or something like that. So there's ways of doing, you know, and it's just, for my money, the best product. But I love me some AEW too. And it's cool to know that, you, you know, you're very similar and from where you came with wrestling and then kind of what you're watching today and getting away from WWE and all that. So explain to you and your love of wrestling, my friend. So there, there is some similarities. Wrestling for me, that was my number one thing to bond with my dad. So in mm. back when I first started watching wrestling was during the attitude era of WWF. Like it's, I, I was raised with protective parents. The attitude era was something that I wasn't allowed to watch. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was WCW. And honestly, I was so young. I don't really remember much of, of WCW, but the interesting thing has kind of come full circle is that when AEW came back, came back with TNT, which is of course what WCW was on 
and mm-hmm. you can tell that they pay some homage to oh, WCW. Sure. Yeah, like it, sure. it's it's not a re it's not bringing WCW back. It's not a ripoff. Like AEW mm-hmm. is really freaking awesome because when it was first announced, you know we've we've seen. We've seen some other wrestling promotions come up. Um, the one that stood out to me was TNA or what's now mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling. Like that was like the first like big challenger. I know like there right. was like Ring of Honor. I never got a chance to ever watch. <laughs> like I never knew how to how to watch it. Like that's why I stuck with WWE for so long. Is like that was right. the easiest one to consume and watch. And I remember stumbling upon TNA because it was on Fox Sports Southwest. I it was it was on tv i was like hey like i actually know like uh, some of these guys um right. you know, i was like i remember oh there's jeff hardy like he was fun to use in wrestling video games and booker t yeah there's yeah, <laughs> booker t there was there was raven i was like hey i remember like raven being that kind of uh, in my younger much younger days I, was like, I remember him being the guy that like sat in the corner and you know quote the raven nevermore <laughs> but mm. when when aew came out it was it was refreshing because the thing I appreciated about AEW was each of their weekly shows felt like a big deal. Because you'd right. watch an episode of Raw, for instance, and it was very extremely predictable match most of the time. Mm-hmm. They were short matches, and there was pointless, pointless sections um, or promos and stuff that I was like, uh, like this this doesn't this isn't cool this really isn't cool anymore it's pretty lame but aew is that nice mixture of like they they've introduced me to so many people i've never heard of before i think darby allen was probably the most notable guy that they really introduced to the world um darby allen private party yeah private party i never heard of them um Guevara, I guess some people knew of him on the independent, but I was yeah. never was really that familiar with him. And but that's yeah, what I've enjoyed. Yeah. Like Darby they, Allen's definitely the big one. He's sorry. The, he's the big one that you and he has a unique look, and you could tell it was like they, they listen to the fans, and when like when the fans react to certain wrestlers, like they they take note and they're like, these are guys we need to protect and push. You know, there's there's jungle boy, there's uh, powerhouse Hobbs is a guy that's got kind of a unique look like he he, he right. plays a perfect like bad guy he's got that nasty look whenever he gets through like demolishing someone you know he, mm. he's not a guy you want to like come across in, in the in the alleyway and right. <laughs> and one of the one, one of the recent ones is they they have this uh female wrestler named makioto i believe i pronounced that right like and the interesting thing you know i'm kind of watching and you know it's you think that like her like character is like oh she's like the typical cute japanese anime type girl right like mm-hmm. that's kind of what she looks like and and you know she her i thought her unique thing was like okay she sings her her theme song as she comes to the ring it's like oh, okay like cool like this seems to be very like clean cut baby face and then i was shocked i was watching and i was like did, did she just flip off the other person <laughs> and of course I, like double checked i was like yeah, she, she just gave the double middle fingers to, to her opponent and i'm and, and i'm the type of person like i'll, I'll be like wait there's like when does when does this happen and research that's part of her gimmick too she just mm. <laughs> she just flips off her opponents and uh her whole character is like yes she is like the the cute anime japanese type girl but like 
she's conceited about it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty There's awesome. an edge to her. Yeah, absolutely. And I just like that they have this nice mixture of characters uh, that fits all kinds of different fans. Orange Cassidy, I think, is hilarious. Uh, yes. I love the buildup for one of his matches and like he's got he's got his buddy Chuck Taylor that's like his hype man and he goes right and, and this Saturday at the pay-per-view Orange Cassidy is gonna try because Cassidy is this guy <laughs> this guy right. whose whole gimmick is he he doesn't try like when he gets fired up and he's doing all these kicks it's little like small shin kicks that don't do anything right. but the fans just sell it like that the other guy's getting demolished <laughs> and that's a smart gimmick like his whole is, thing is great yeah like he he can do that gimmick as long as he wants and it's not going to affect his career and you think about it it's like he's getting paid to wrestle but his gimmick is that he's not really wrestling but then <laughs> like he got so popular with the fans they put him in there with chris jericho and my goodness he was when he was put there with some guys that could wrestle, uh, he wrestled Pack as well. Like he can go, and it's like <laughs> that's the crazy thing. What is, is this? <laughs> a lot of the comedy guys can go. It's just they yeah. found that niche with like that that comedic character, you know, and they just keep rolling with it. Like the guy Toriano I mentioned from New Japan, he can wrestle. He can wrestle like a mother. Every once in a while, he'll pull out a little bit of it. But dude can go. But it's just, he's, you know, made such waves with this comedic character that he rolls with that. And, um, and yeah, so it's definitely interesting. But it, Cassidy, it, yeah, he's amazing. I, I like the book, too, because... You know, I've been conditioned for years and years of watching WWE. It's like you watch a certain guy go out there and you're like, he's got no chance of winning. Like, you know, he's mm. just he's he's going to get demolished by whoever he goes against. And I think that AEW in particular and, and I believe New Japan Pro Wrestling does the same thing. Like they are able to book guys in a match to where nobody nobody usually looks bad coming out of a match. And so everyone does kind of oh, win yeah. in that case. Like, yes, wins and losses, they matter. But it's like when a guy does, like AEW does uh, AEW Dark for some of their younger guys. And mm. and they have some talented female wrestlers as well that like they, they may like lose like every match for months at a time, but they're not getting squashed. They're out there. They're able to perform their moves and be able to do a little bit more in each match and if the fans are kind of getting behind it, they're like, okay, we're going to give these guys a chance. We're going to give them a storyline. We're going to give them like involved somehow in AEW. And you mm. talked about that Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker match. And you're right. Like, holy crap. Like, I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've watched a match on TV that I was invested in as much as, as that match. Like, I kind of like followed it a little good. bit. Yeah. Like those ladies holy moly for people that haven't watched it like if you watch like old ecw those ladies it was extremely violent but like it told mm. a story it wasn't just like yes there was thumbtacks there was ladders there was tables and it but it wasn't just for spots like they were able right. to tell the story i liked there was um uh, you know Britt baker was putting her submission move 
uh, on Thunder Rosa. And her way of getting out of that was Just she was able to roll, roll yeah. her on the tax. So she had to release the hold. And I'm like, oh, and of course, poor Britt Baker powerbombed right. on the tax, rolled on the tax. Like, you can't pay me enough money to like <laughs> for me to no. do that. So some tough, some tough SOBs. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and and it, it's been nice seeing just women's wrestling and, and all the promotions being treated seriously. Yes. WWE, yes. you know, uh, that like they never treated their women uh, well. You know, they were no. just, they were eye candy. Uh, and it's NXT nice. Yeah. <laughs> has done a really good. And see, NXT was the one, was the one thing that I had really liked parts about nxt and it was like when i gave up wwe it was kind of like man i'm gonna have to give up nxt too and that was kind of a bummer but again i have like i just enjoy aew and then new japan they do not have a women's division and there's actually a couple other promotions in japan and they do so i'm for some reason new japan just doesn't i don't know why um but they're just everything they do to me is just from the way they book things because a lot of their storyline like you're not going to have plot holes in storylines you're not going to have regurgitated storylines um when it comes to new japan pro wrestling and you're going to have a lot of like slow burn storylines that shit just takes a while to really build up and and it's phenomenal storytelling. It really is. And, and the crowd makes a huge difference too. just the way, the way they view things. And, you know, you still have heels and baby faces, but they applaud the amazing moves from either side and they don't boo the bad guys when they come. I mean, they don't boo anybody now because Japan, very different culture. Some (laughs) Americans might look at them as controlled or whatever, but you go to these wrestling shows or you see these wrestling shows for new Japan and they're doing the socially distancing thing while everybody has a mask on. And then they have a rule, no making vocal noises with your mouth, only clapping and stomping your feet and everybody fucking obeys. Can you imagine trying to be trying to get like people at a football game, an NFL game, to just only clap and stomp their feet. Oh boy. Not happening. Right. (laughs) Not fucking happening, but that's just how they are. That's how the, that culture is. And man, they're amazing people. And, but it it, it makes the shows interesting because it's just like, these are very passionate fans because it's, it's, it's also not like taboo to like pro wrestling in in Japan, you know, like it's, it's not like some weird thing here. Like you like pro wrestling, like, you know, and um, because people want to use the word fake, it's predetermined the results. There's not much about it as fake. Like, like those dudes, (laughs) right. And what they go through, it's, I've once described it as like choreographed fight dancing. Like, and that's kind of what it is. And, um, but I just find it highly entertaining and new Japan, just as far as just your, your, the pro wrestling in itself, the wrestling aspect, it doesn't get any better. Like I've, I've mentioned before that Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada, they had a trio of matches. All of them were amazing. I think it was the final one 
went an hour long and you're thinking, how could you watch an hour long one match for an hour long? Oh, you can. Oh, you can. Particularly <laughs> if it's Omega and Okada. So I, it's just, it's, it's good stuff. And, and yeah, just, but again, I love me some AEW too. So it's nice to have both of them and to kind of be done with WWE because it's nice to not be financially supporting that in any way anymore. And because they really did, they really, if anything, got to a, a point where it was just taking advantage of the people of being the biggest company and everybody always going to, and that's really what it is because it's just, and Vince McMahon possibly going senile because it, <laughs> it doesn't sound like they can keep very good writers because all the good writers get like Vince McMahon's constantly changing his mind. Like it just sounds insane. And I'm like, just get rid of that. I love me some AEW and you know what they've done with the dark order after Brody Lee's death and everything. I mean, just it. Yeah. I, I look at, I've got AEW and new Japan on such a higher pedestal. Yeah. than everything else including wwe so which but you my friend yeah i have to check out more new japan well and and some of the things i've at least observed from new japan pro wrestling is that if they're if there's fantasy football fans they're still with us uh as we talk about pro wrestling <laughs> and that aren't wrestling okay fans. we're gonna wrap it up yeah but just real quick on this one is that oh, they yeah, may yeah, yeah. they may like new japan pro wrestling because it's treated I think of all the wrestling promotions, it's it treats wrestling more as a sport, a legitimate sport, yes. than how it's portrayed here in America. As you mentioned, right. with what they do with with, with fans in the way that they uh, show their their support, and mm-hmm. it's I've I've seen clips of like it it feels kind of like you know what they would do with UFC. So for that, like I could yeah. appreciate. Um, you know, new, new Japan pro wrestling on that. And one yeah, other, they just, do like oh, after the shows, they yeah, do like press, press conferences. Yeah. So it's more like, like, and they use those to kind of help advance the storylines and yeah. whatnot, as opposed to, you know, in the middle of the wrestling show, a guy standing in a ring and talking on the mic for 10 minutes, you know, Which, and, I think so. <clears throat> that's very yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm um, sorry, you were saying. Yeah, and, and one last thing with AEW, you talked about Dark Order, and that's that's something that I noticed too in watching AEW is that they do pay attention. Like if something isn't clicking, they don't continue to be like, well, our plan is to keep doing this. Like they don't keep going through that wall. Like if mm. they're if it doesn't go according to plan, like I, I remember that uh Brandy Rhodes had like her own little faction that it just wasn't getting the reaction they wanted and you know what after like a few weeks of trying that they they scratched it they were able to fit it into like have a storyline to explain why they weren't doing that but like they they pulled the plug and kind of do some repackaging they did that with dark order as well dark order if there's people that watch aew now and see how popular dark order is like it was far from that it wasn't always like people used to hate that shit. and i love how i I didn't have a problem with it but like i mean they're way better now i agree but i didn't hate them before but they a lot of people did (laughs) yeah and i just like how they they adjust and they don't just do what wwe does where they just go well this week this character is this like they do they know they've got to change and they are going to change it but they're also going to think of a way and this is good writing of like how can we get from this lack of a better word like this failure right here to trying something different 
So I do right. like that, that they are able to have continuity, but also like be flexible with their plans. Cause that's hard when you're doing long-term mm-hmm. booking and you're like, man, I've spent all this time booking all this stuff out, but it's not getting the reaction I, that, that I'm hoping for. Like, uh, you know, the main event of their last pay-per-view was an exploding barbed wire death match and right. it didn't explode. And it's like, yeah. how are they going to get out of this? And they Just managed giant sparklers. Yeah. And you know what? Like as fans, we know that wasn't supposed to be what happened, but I give AEW credit. I think they handled that as well as they could have on that one. And, and I appreciate that. I appreciate they don't insult fans intelligence. Like, yep. <laughs> and then, and then a couple of weeks later, they come out with Fanta Rosa versus Britt Baker and put on a fucking show. And nobody's talking about the lame ass, sparkler incident anymore everybody's talking about man Britt baker is one of the toughest motherfuckers (laughs) and and hey thunder rosa too because that's who i was rooting for i mean but man i I got a lot more respect for miss baker after that shit that was crazy crazy was not expecting that and like i said they had me hooked like i was sitting there i was like holy crap so props to both ladies that's what New Japan will do to you. If you get into it, you get into these, like right now I'm, we're in the midst of the New Japan Cup and you get into like the G1 tournament. Like these motherfuckers are fighting for 15, 20 minutes and then you just have close call after close call to reversal, reversal. And they just get you going you're, and you think, oh, this guy's got it for sure. No fucking way. Oh. here because Like it, it's just <laughs> like they just do a phenomenal job. And so many of those dudes in in new japan really know how to work and it's so much more realistic and and then they have the whole young lion system i don't know if you heard about that a little bit basically that's just the younger guys coming in that want to train with new japan so they're not going to like sign like um you know who's like they brought moxley and moxley's worked with new japan obviously and so they weren't gonna like john moxley's not gonna be a young lion but there's some of the guys that are really big there now were at one point young lions and you they get trained and then you know they work tag matches and and they're always at ringside to help out because they always do these different shows because they don't have like a pay-per-view system like they do here they basically just have all their wrestling on TV and it's like, um, and then they have a website where you can see all their shit too. And it's, it's, uh, they just record shows at a time and it'll be like either for a tournament or something like that. And then they'll have like a couple of tag matches and then some tournament matches. Um, and, then when they're not doing tournaments, they have like smaller type shows, like what would be like smaller pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. And then they do like three, four, three to five shows running up to it called road Two shows. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sets up more of the storyline for the show for the, the, the bigger show that's coming up. And then every year they have wrestle kingdom, which is like their WrestleMania. It's great shit. But they just, it's, it's a different way of doing things. And I, I, I just, I've grown super fond of it. And then combine that all with how amazing the fucking wrestling is. And it's just, I can never get enough. And it's so much so that my wife, who, who, who loves some wrestling, but she also used to be in the WWE. 
got away from WWE, particularly when I did. And she's always liked AEW, but I started getting her because they have this, this card app and where you just collect like wrestler cards and I have it and she got it so she could start learning some of the names and the factions because New Japan has just factions. Everybody's in a different group. And, um, and so this card, if you want to learn about New Japan, this the, actually this card collecting app would be pretty good. Uh, it's free to just collect them and shit. So like it, it would be good to learn names and shit like that. And um, so she starts getting into it, starts watching it more with me. And now she's just like, I dare somebody to get into a wrestling talk with me. Like New Japan's the greatest shit. <laughs> she's all pumped for it. She, and she enjoys watching it. And I'm just like, man. Like, it's not like she didn't like wrestling before, but like she might like wrestling now more than ever. And she loves her some new Japan. So it's, it's crazy, but yeah, gotta, gotta check it out more if you haven't. And anyone who is still listening, if at one point in your life, you enjoyed professional wrestling programs, as the kids say, make sure to just take a little time to check out some AEW, some new Japan pro wrestling. It'll bring you back to those glory days and 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 hey because it, it's the wrestling world is in a good place right now so i would say so it's a good time to hop back in anything else from you Aaron? Well, i think that is it i will definitely be checking out new japan pro wrestling a little bit more in detail i've known about it but you've got me very intrigued about just kind yes. of watching and learning i would say try and get into it and that way that way if you don't want to get it yourself, maybe I let you buy my username and whatnot. <laughs> but here in August, right, right before football starts, we're going to have the G1 Climax Tournament, and it is the best wrestling of the year. So you have to check some of that. That's out. a badass I, name. I, I'll have yeah. to. It's crazy. So, all right, we're going to end it for now, folks. For any of those still listening, our our programs chatter is over and we will chat with you again next week adios everyone yes 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 yes. i hope you all enjoyed that you know he's a good dude we're gonna try and get him on this pod every once in a while to just chat some bs chat whatever maybe we'll chat about some movies or some different sports stuff maybe some wrestling but we're gonna kind of uh try and keep in touch with it because basically him and i have a great connection on the fantasy pod so we're gonna try and keep that rolling and if i can keep connected with him when we're not doing that to try and get him to come on here every once in a while to just bullshit with me, I think that'll be a lot of fun. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And if you did, let me know. We'll make sure for sure to get more Mr. Aaron Stew, as I like to call the March hair on. <laughs> like Aaron, Heron, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> I like to get a little more of the March hair on on the pod, if you know what I mean. So before we go, before we go, there's a few interesting tidbits that I did want to get to, uh, you know, since we last spoke. One of them being that Trump actually told Americans, all Americans, to get vaccinated. Can you imagine? 
Those die-hard conspiracy theory COVID-hating Trumpers. Hearing this? They have to lose their goddamn minds. <laughs> They're losing their shit over this. They have to be some of them. There's at least a group of them. Some of them might really lose their fucking mind. And some of them are probably like, that's it, we've had enough, this is the last straw. Like, I wonder how much bullshit has to come before he has no supporters. I don't think that'll ever happen because it, it, he could go down for some insane shit in his most ardent and loyal support, supporters would just scream conspiracy theory. Yes, they would. You know they fucking would. <laughs> and then you got Florida... And they're getting slammed with spring breakers. But not their normal spring breakers, apparently. Not college kids. No, it's a bunch of fucking adults letting loose. Because they, for some reason, really were upset. They had to hang out at home a lot last year. (laughs) I I just don't understand. (laughs) Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. (coughs) It's a tape. Sorry, that was a big hit. Big puff of the Mary Jane. With the throat there. Oh, much better. Much better. High quality H2O. But yes. Letting loose. Because fucking 2020 was so rough. Yeah. It was rough for everybody. But you know what we shouldn't be doing? Going and partying in Florida. I'm just saying. Because then we could just make this shit way worse again. Like, I don't think people seem to understand that. But hopefully, you got the vaccines and everything like that. And I think that's the hope. It's not going to be long. Just about everybody will be vaccinated except for the fucking idiots. The anti-vaxxers that think they know more than science. And, and, yeah, you know, these people. So there is a good chance it does get better. With all the variants and shit out there, we don't know. We don't know. And it's stupid to pretend like you do. Just saying. Just saying. And then in gaming news, I did have this because I'm a big fan of, well, not gaming. I'm not a big gamer, I would say. I've never been a huge gamer, but I've always enjoyed playing video games, and I've always had games that I've latched on to. Mega Man was a big one when I was younger. I still love that. Mortal Kombat, fucking right. As of recent, the Bioshock trilogy, some of the Batman games that have come out recently. But I really love this this newer game from a few years back when it came out, and it's called Hunt Showdown. And it's basically kind of a western style. You're almost like a cowboy type hunter. And the object is to go and get these bounties. And these bounties are monsters. There's like a giant spider thing. There's a butcher, which is like a big huge dude with like a pig head. And then there's the assassin, which is like this black thing. But it can turn, it moves around. Because it's like a bunch of bugs. And then all the bugs come together to create this form. And it has like swords. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it's one of my favorite games. 
But see, there's a catch at the same time. You got other hunters, so other players online trying to go after these bounty, these monster bounties too. And then all throughout the level, there's regular zombies and different kinds of crazy zombies. And and so it's just insane. I know people are thinking like Red Dead Redemption. No, different. You have no idea. This game is fantastic. Check it out if you haven't. And actually tomorrow, we are on the eve of the flying of the crow. Because tomorrow, the crow will fly on Hunt Showdown. And it's the brand new boss. And he's this crow-like figure. It's supposed to be great. I'm so excited. There's probably a lot of people who are like, shut up. We don't care about... <laughs> a lot of people. What am I talking about? I don't even have a lot of people that listen, right? But to those of you that do, I love you and appreciate you so much. But let's go ahead and end this tea party. Let's do it. Let's do it. Once again, check out my Dynasty Wonderland podcast. If you're into that sort of thing, the fantasy football. If you're into gaming, check out Hunt Showdown. New new boss Bounty is going to be here tomorrow. It's going to be great. And check out that book I mentioned next by Michael Crichton. It's one of the ones that, uh, you know, has not been made a movie. And really it should because it'd be great for film, I think. Yeah. And then Underwater. I'd say give that movie a shot. I, I found it highly entertaining. Smoke a joint. Watch it up. You'll be like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? You'll like it. You'll dig it. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right. I think it's time to go ahead and end this, right? Go ahead and end this. Get this Get this done. I'm going to go eat some food and watch my Fargo like I wanted to watch, right? All right. So exciting. So exciting. Anyway, anyway, yeah, let's do it. Thank you for joining me. As always, much love to you all. Always, always. Stay safe, stay vigilant, and stay mad. Because all the best of us are. And, you know, have a great week. And until we chat again, ta-ta for now. Laters. Laters.